All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with my good friend, Philip Vallejo. Philip, what up, sir? What up, Travis? Long time, no talk. I know, it's been a minute. So, for those of you that don't know Philip, he is a retired Marine scout sniper, a competitive shooter, father. Uh, he's the man. And uh, he used to be uh, down here in SoCal with us and just took a new position uh, up north in Wyoming with uh, Gunworks. So this is the first time Philip and I have talked really since he's moved. So uh, we wanted to clue you guys in. So first off, congratulations, Philip, on your new uh, role over at Gunworks. Thanks, Travis. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So can you tell everybody what you're doing over there now? Uh, so right now I'm the uh, lead shooting instructor. Um, all of the courses that happen in uh, Cody or Burlington, per se, um, I'm the one teaching hands-on with these, the students, the curriculum that we have at the uh, Gunworks Long Range University. Awesome. So what is the Long Range University? Uh, so the Long Range University um, is a series of classes, uh, three different courses that you can take. Um, level one is the foundation. So those that are kind of just getting interested, either getting interested into uh, shooting long range for the first time, um, there you learn the uh, foundation of um, a long range weapon system, uh, the foundation of your fundamentals of marksmanship, and then pretty much just a... Uh, a warm and fuzzy of, of how to shoot long range. And then level two, the development is um, starting to compound on those skills. And then, uh, which is a two day course and level three is the application of applying everything that you learned on uh, in your development and your foundation course. And kind of just at that point, hands off and seeing if you can take the reins by yourself. Nice. So you've been up there for roughly about a month um, uh, no, actually three weeks. Oh, three weeks is about a month, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're already teaching. So how, how's the whole experience up there? I mean, it's a different world in Cody, Wyoming from Southern California. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the weather's been uh, on and off here, uh, lately, but uh, I've been lucky enough to, uh, get it to where all my range days has been on really good weather. Um, and you know the experience is is cool uh the students that we have is a completely different uh um uh demographic than what i'm used to uh in the sense that uh, i'm used to you know uh training 19 20 21 year olds uh on how to shoot long range now you know changing to uh, a lot more retired gentlemen um on, on how to shoot long range so um it's not really barking orders but <laughs> <laughs> You know, showing them uh, this is how how it works and why it works, um, and then uh, you know, you know, really the biggest challenge is is uh, taking uh, these uh, gentlemen and and being able to work with uh, some of their uh, essentially body mechanics, right? Uh, especially with the older gentlemen, uh, not too many people can get in the prone. Um, so figuring out ways to still get them shooting long range um, and and figuring out what works for them. Nice. So. The current classes at the Long Range University are more based on uh, um, the curriculum for hunting or for competition? 
Uh, so right now the uh, the curriculum is for hunting. Uh, we're teaching, or I'm teaching. Um, I'd say 95% of the long range university courses are those that are actually uh, getting ready to go hunt. Oops, sorry about that. Um, no worries. And then um, we are actually going to be start offering uh, competition courses for those that uh, want to get into the competition scene, um, but also rem um, figuring out why uh, competition shooting will benefit a hunter at the end of the day because uh, the gunworks demographic is mainly for hunters. Um, so if I can take uh, a competition course and, um, you know, show the students, hey, these are, this is why, you know, the competition atmosphere, the competition conditions are really good for hunting um, is because of the ideal position that you might be taking in the field. Um, most of the times you're not going to be shooting in prone because the vegetation won't allow it. Um, and you know, you may have, you might have a split second decision, um, to create a position, uh, based off of a, a target of opportunity that you see. Very cool. So one of you guys, or when is Gunworks going to start offering competition classes? Uh, so right now we have a one competition course in September. Um, if you look on Gunworks, uh, the Gunworks page, Long Range University, you'll see the uh, competition level one, two, and three course uh, there. Um, and then hopefully next year we'll ramp up the uh, schedule to hopefully do uh, three weeks of um, <clears throat> hunting uh, a month and then one one week um, of competition courses. I think that would be a good, good blend. Very cool. Now, is there a big difference in how you're teaching for hunting versus how you plan to teach for competition? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for hunting, um, uh, a big thing is uh, application and, and, and caliber selection uh, for game. So um, in, in regards to uh, competition, right, um, really the, the sell point is, all right, um, you know, find a caliber that's got really good um, ballistic coefficiency as well as uh, uh, less recoil, right? Um, because having a rifle that helps mitigate recoil allows you to get faster on the clock, allows you to follow up shots faster. Um, and for hunting, um, I mean, you're not gonna be walking around with a six millimeter dasher trying to go on a hunt uh, for, you know, like a 180, 200 pound elk. Um, so in that kind of uh, aspect, it's a little different. Um, but I, I think for the art of long range shooting, um, as far as the body mechanics and uh, fundamentals of marksmanship, it all remains the same regardless of, uh, you know, if you're hunting or uh, uh, competing. Very cool. So speaking of competition, I've seen you post on your social media that you won your first monthly match up there and took second this month. Well, what's up with your monthlies, bro? <laughs> So I mean, now that uh, now that I'm here, uh, you know, from from SoCal, uh, the competition uh, game is a little stronger up here, uh, which is awesome. It keeps me on my toes uh, and and sustainment as an instructor, because um, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in um, leading by example. Um, so you know, I, I think that uh, as a uh, long range shooting instructor, um, in order for me to gain more gain more credibility. 
um, I need to get out there and shoot these matches. And I think by doing that, people are going to be able to see like, okay, this guy can shoot. Well, let's see what he can teach me. Um, and hopefully uh, my teaching style is a little different from everyone else's out there that allows you to kind of really see um, what really works for you as a shooter um, and essentially what I can do to bring you back to the basics. Because, I mean, that's all that really is, is long-range shooting is, is brilliance in the basics. I don't, I don't believe in um, there being anything such as uh, advanced shooting techniques or anything like that. It's just all applying the basics to a certain problem. Um, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, I've just been hitting up multi things and getting ready for the uh, national level matches that uh, the National Rival League has, uh, especially next week in Utah. And then um, whatever um, whatever we have for the rest of the year. Nice. So last year, up until your transition over to Gunworks, you were part of Short Action Customs and you're shooting rifles that they built for you. Are you still shooting a SAC rifle at this match or you transitioned completely over to Gunworks now? Um, so the... Uh, this uh, this week is a little actually tricky. Um, Gunworks actually has a rifle in, in the uh, process of getting me built right now. Um, but uh, if uh, worst comes to worst, I will use um, one of our uh, student rifles um, just to get the rifle out on the market to see how well our Gunworks rifle works out and stacks amongst the regu regular competitive uh, aspects. Because, I mean, the Gunworks line of rifles is built specifically for hunting so they're a lot lighter you know i'm pretty sure my barrel on my on my uh, short action custom rifles weighs a lot more than <laughs> uh, the full rifle package that we have our, at our uh, long range university schoolhouse so right. um yeah to answer your question i mean i think i'll know by wednesday if i'll be shooting a gunworks uh, built rifle um on saturday um but uh i do still have my uh, short action custom rifles i don't think i'll ever let those go just because I mean, they're, uh, they're phenomenal rifles and, you know, I like Mark. Mark's a great guy. Uh, Mark, if you're tuning in, thanks again for everything you've done for me. Um, and you know, I look forward to hopefully seeing you out on the range. Awesome. Yeah. Mark builds, I mean, SAC just builds phenomenal weapons platforms all the way across. And I, I don't think I've ever came across one of their rifles that didn't perform. So we're, uh, we're very grateful for everything that SAC does for the community. And we're excited that Gunworks is uh, branching into the competitive side as well. Yep. yep. That's going to be definitely a new paradigm shift for Gunworks is, is transitioning into the uh, uh, com competition side uh, of the house. Uh, but like I said, I mean, same thing with uh, when I was um, in the military or in the Marine Corps, um, you know, taking the com competitive application for what it's worth and seeing how I can apply it to now my new application. So um, with my new application of mainly being hunting, how can I take the competitive side and translate that into a hunter's application as far as, okay, why do I need to learn to shoot off my belly? Or uh, why do I need to get better at calling wins in different locations? Um, and that's another question I get is calling wind. I mean, gosh, I mean, that's a whole, I'm sure that's a whole topic in itself, but. Oh, I'm sure we could talk for that in hours. Yeah. So, can you give us any insight into what Gunworks competition platform is going to look for, or look like, rather? 
Um, I don't have any uh, insight, honestly, uh, to be honest with you. I'm still kind of learning the ropes uh, of the uh, Gunworks um, uh, rifles. But, uh, I mean, right now, we uh, Gunworks builds complete or custom you know, rifle packages tailored to that individual's uh, application and hunt. Um, so, uh, you know, you, all they have to do is call uh, the salesman at Gunworks and, you know, they're, they're going to ask them the same question. I'm going to ask them uh, in regards to, hey, I want to build a, my long range system. Okay, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what your application is. Are you going to hunt, be hunting or uh, competing with it? But I think uh, on the competitive side, um, there's a new verdict stock that there uh, um, should be coming out with that we should be coming out with later this summer. Um, and that's a really nice, uh, heavy stock, um, more for, I, I believe the, uh, you know, competition, uh, platform is a lot heavier than our uh, previous models. Um, so that, uh, it has an adjustable, uh, cheek piece. Uh, so I think that, um, will be the kind of first step in the direction of, uh, building competition, uh, built rifles. But I mean, as of right now, Gunworks isn't. Uh, building rifles specifically for competition if that answers your question gotcha okay so let's talk about shooters mindset then you're with a new company you're getting ready for your first national level match under you yourself being under the gunworks umbrella uh what's going through your head are you doing anything different to prepare knowing that you're going to be shooting a different style rifle um you know, what's, what's the thought process? What's the, the systematic approach? <laughs> so, uh, great question. So the shooter mindset that I have right now, honestly, is, um, is, is to, um, honestly get out there. Um, and you know, really my, my whole goal, hopefully this weekend is to is shoot to get a gun works barreled action, um, to, to show the competition side of the house, uh, what a gun works barreled action can do. Um, the mainly reason for that is, is, uh, you know, I want to be able to, uh, take care of, uh, those that have taken care of me. I think I was very fortunate to, uh, have an opportunity that I have right now, especially transitioning out of the Marine Corps, uh, to land a job, um, with, uh, you know, great pay and great benefits. Um, although it is out of, uh, California, um, you know, I just want to be able to also take care of, uh, gun work. So, um, nothing nothing more usual unusual than i usually do getting ready for a match um i've definitely had a lot more practice in the wind out here shooting uh shooting out in these field environments with my students um but uh you know my my plan this this weekend is uh you know obviously i want to get strong finish or a, a, a top win that's uh my main goal you know, first and foremost, but my uh, second goal is really just to get that exposure of Gunworks uh, out there in the competitive world and um, show the competitive side, you know, what uh, what Gunworks is about. And uh, like I said, you know, a new paradigm shift for Gunworks and hopefully we can have a foot in the door so that, uh, you know, guys can uh, come to Gunworks Long Range University to, you know, hopefully take my or our uh, competition courses. So. Very nice. So you're currently sitting, I think it's what, top five in the national standings for the NRL, right? You're number two, baby. <laughs> you're so going I'm soaking, in. I'm, I'm soaking in number two right now because 
Jake and Austin, uh, with Jake, Brian, Austin. I don't think they've gotten their three matches in yet, but uh, John's sitting at number one right now, uh, which is awesome. I mean, good for him. He's he's he shoots solid all year round. So, yes, he does. He he's a phenomenal shooter. Yes, but so are you. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with those guys. So. I think I, I, de- I definitely have a lot of work to do uh, in regards to uh, the, the the mental uh, mental game because I know that uh, if I have a bad stage, it it, uh, it still ruins half my day. <laughs> uh, but when I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. Well, this is going to be your, your your first match with the Gunworks, and you're sitting in second, so you have a good opportunity to stay in those higher rankings. Does that pressure? do anything for you or are you just looking at it like another match just go out and, and play your game nope just looking at it like another match and going out there to play my game uh really also see my socal brothers uh also see you right um and, and that's what you know um now that i've shot my three matches i, I think that as, as long as i focus on um you know the the design of a match to, to go out and bring people together um you know, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to with these matches is uh, seeing uh, all the people that I've met recently uh, in the community, you know, nothing but great people. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to put the ego of, you know, trying to be the best uh, aside because, you know, when I don't perform, it just, you know, I just end up being a poopy face all week. All week. So <laughs> if I go there with the, uh, with the attitude of okay, I'm I'm out there to have fun, see my uh, you know see my really close friends in the community. Uh, I think that I'll not only uh, perform well, but uh, I'll just um, you know I'll just have a better weekend that way. Just go out there and have some fun, right? Yep. Awesome. So, what's the plan for the rest of the year for you? Uh, so the plan. Oh, actually, so um, plan for the rest of the year is to uh you know teach continue to teach here at gunworks long ring university um you know that's uh i want to really kind of explore the outdoors out here in cody or in wyoming uh and all the uh, surrounding parks so you got yellowstone to my west uh i got montana to my north and a little bit more of wyoming to the east so i'm sure that uh, and i've heard nothing but great things as far as the outdoor outdoor side of the house um you know Competition side of the house, uh, I've got hopefully two or three more matches um, with the with the uh, NRL that I'd like to shoot. So Utah coming up, I definitely want to shoot NorCal again. Uh, NorCal was the first match I shot. Is that two years ago now? Two, two years, years ago, I yeah. Shot with a 308, and now I'm just looking to see how well I'd stack against. I mean, because really, like the top 100 shooters in the nation really go to that match, and and uh, you know that's where you kind of see how you stack up amongst the rest because um, they sell out quick and, and they run I mean so far out of all the matches I've been to even though it was my first one that's still one of my, my favorite matches just because of the match design And um, so hopefully shoot NorCal um, and then uh, which one else do you have this, um, you going to make it out to Camp Atterbury uh, and probably Camp Atterbury yeah and in then, Indiana uh, and then and hopefully still be sitting pretty for the, uh, the championship in Idaho which is I, I'm sure you will be. I'm sure yeah. you will be, brother. So that's uh, so that's the plan, you know, for the week, and then yeah, continue to hone my skills as a you know not only as a long range competitor, but just 
you know, as an instructor. Um, and, uh, you know, that, I think, uh, you know, that's one thing I like to point out is there's a lot of instructors out there, um, that are great instructors. Um, but you know, in order to stay, I think relevant in this, in this community, uh, you know, you got to get your name out there and, 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 uh, compete, um, kind of just to show your credibility. Right. Um, absolutely. And, uh, I, I, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm showing not only the, uh, you know, competition side of the house, uh, uh, what I'm capable of, but, uh, you know, also not, not forgetting about my, uh, brothers that are still in the fight. Um, you know, hopefully they have a chance to have the opportunity that I had and go to their, one of their first competitions and see, you know, what, uh, what competing does to their abilities, um, as a, uh, as a, as a sniper. Um, especially to take what they learn at a competition and see how they now can apply it to the training because I think that just makes it more effective. Oh, absolutely. And, and you've introduced quite a, uh, quite a few of your military family to the competition world. I mean, Bradford, Philip too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know Bradford just got his new rifle, uh, his new Kelby's, yeah. and he's loving that. Yep. And yeah. then... Uh, Philip too had a great time in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah. Philip no lips. As <laughs> was that you said that or Janae? Janae. <laughs> Good so. stuff. So, when you're talking about instructors, you're seeing a huge trend right now, not only in precision rifle, but in different um, level. I, I guess levels or types of instructors that are coming out and saying that they teach and so on and so forth. Um, and I know this is a hard question because we don't like to talk bad about anybody, but if I am somebody who's never shot precision rifle before, and I was looking for an instructor, what would you say are the most important things to look for in an instructor before I fork out a ton of cash to take their class? Uh, yeah, that is a really hard question. Um, cause again, I, you know, I don't want to ever sound like I'm above anyone else. Um, but I, I think, you know, the, the very first thing that a, a newer shooter should, should kind of, you know, start asking, if, you know, especially when they're, uh, investing money into, into something like this, cause this honestly is not a cheap sport. Um, uh, first is, is the credibility, uh, to see what kind of experience they have. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, just cause you shoot, you know, and a lot of people agree on me, but just cause you shoot precision rifle matches and you know, that's all you've done. Uh, I, I don't think that gives you credibility to, to start running, uh, uh, introductory, introductory level courses. Um, you know, unless you've been to like a, uh, uh, actual formalized, uh, shooting school. Um, and that in itself, what's a formalized shooting school? Like who makes that formalized? Like, you know, the only formalized shooting school that I think I've ever what to say I've been through is, is what the Marine Corps offered me uh, because of the opportunity that I had. Um, but still, um, you know, so the first thing is credibility uh, and two, the amount of experience that that instructor has, right? Because that's essentially what you're paying for. Um, you know, you're looking for an instructor that is not going to just be a spotter for you because you can, you can ask a buddy to go out there and, you know, spot for you all day. But, you know, instructor that's able to look at your shooting position and diagnose, you know, from head to toe, what, what your, your issue is, 
um, in how to get you to um, uh, maximize your body efficiency in order to um, essentially get stable or um, you know maximize your recoil management stuff like that right uh, you're looking for as a as a as a student looking to get into this um, sport um, so yeah experience you know credibility um, and then obviously the venue is uh, you know seeing what kind of venue they have because uh, that's that's big you know if you're doing one-on-ones that's great um, one-on-ones is, is, is always uh, nice to have but you know if you're if you're enrolling into a class with one instructor and he's got he's got like a you know 20 roster class I mean how much one-on-one training are you getting at that point right, right. I think you know if you if you uh, if you're signing up for a class with just one instructor and there's 20 you know slots available that's a you know 20 to 1 uh, ratio and I, I'll, I'll tell you right now you're not getting any hands-on um, so I mean even even when I was doing the one-on-one on the side um, before I got this job uh, I didn't want to go more than four students to one instructor just because I knew that with four I can maximize still the, the amount of hands-on that I want with the student very cool so new shooter goes out buys a rifle uh whatever it is maybe it's just a a factory rifle maybe he buys something custom but he's got his platform he comes to you and says philip what are the five most important things that i have to purchase to be efficient with my platform uh so if he buys a rifle off the shelf uh, right um you know the the biggest thing that you have to now ask yourself is is your budget right um and the the very first thing that i always tell people is you guys you always have to invest in great glass the reason why that is um because you're going to get to a certain point to where you're you're shooting the you're out shooting the capability of your weapon system um whatever weapon system you buy unless it's a custom built rifle you know that you you know forked out six seven thousand dollars on I don't think everyone will ever shoot the capability of a, a custom a well custom built rifle um i don't even think i will be able to shoot the the capabilities of uh, marks or gunworks rifles but um you know the very first thing that you have to ask yourself and buy is a is a high quality optic um so um and your optic should be anywhere from the you know 1500 to 3000 if you have the budget for it and if you have obviously more than 3,000, you know, there's 3,000 plus uh, scopes. But um, at that point, you know, uh, once you get good glass, you know, get a good set of bipods, um, you know, Harris or Atlas, you know, make great bipods. Or, you know, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Harris $100 bipods either. Uh, you know, there's crazy bipods coming out nowadays. The um, Atlas Cal. Uh, which is are, are great. I have a set. Um, what else? Evolution bipods. But you know, if you're spending two, three hundred dollars on a set of bipods. You can actually use that money to, uh, you know, for more bullets or you know to get actual training, right? Um, what else? Uh, a rear bag, a good, good small rear bag and a medium sized bag. Um, don't overwhelm yourself with the amount of bags that you need. Um, and, and honestly, the way to use or buy a bag is actually to just go out to a match and and try someone else's right uh and that's a that's a big misconception on on this industry is 
I, I think uh, I, I and I can't say for other shooting sports because I haven't been in any other shooting sports. I can only say from what I've heard other shooters that are coming into this sport that I've shot is, you know, the the precision rifle shooting um, is a lot better in that regards to newer shooters um, in the sense that like uh, there's kind of we're always helping everyone, right? We're all, right? Even the newer shooter, we're always trying to show him the right way so that he's not uh, dumping a bunch of money. And I'm going on a, a long rant right now, but um, go to a new match, go to a match, right? Whether you're going to shoot it or not shoot it, observe it, see what kind of bags you're using, ask the guys, hey, I like that bag. You mind if I, you know, I use it? And then that individual, hopefully he knows how to use that bag because he's running it. He'll tell you, hey, these are the pros and cons of the bag, and this is why I like using it. And then from there, you make your own decision on what kind of bag you want to get. But um, I only use – I use three bags that I have in my pack at all times. I have a, a large uh, trous bag, um, which is uh, my uh, pump pillow, as you would say, for, like, rooftops and stuff like that, fill that negative space. Uh, my medium-sized bags um, is the uh, short-action precision solo sack um, that I got from Solomon himself. Um, and then – for uh, my small bag when I'm on my belly, uh, I use a tab small rear bag. I've been using that since uh, 2011. And, and for me, that is the most practical bag because uh, as much as I love the solo sack, um, it's eight pounds. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like it's eight pounds dry. Um, and I don't know how well it would, well, it doesn't do well when it gets wet because I've, I've shot at LRSC uh, during the uh, precision or was it the uh, precision rain series? <laughs> um, and, uh, I try to keep that thing as dry as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, others that had, uh, solo sacks out there, I mean, they just turned into, uh, mud. So, uh, yeah, those are, those are the three bags. So we talked about optic, talk about, uh, bipods, talk about a rear bag. Well, hold on. Let's go back uh, to optic real quick. What optic, when we're talking about optic, I mean, you gave a price range, but what about yep. a focal range or, um, uh, any of the features on an optic? Okay, so um, again, if you're going, it, it depends on your application, right? So uh, obviously with this Precision Rifle podcast, I'm, I'm, I'd uh, be inclined to think that more competitive rifle shooters are listening to this. So in that kind of application, um, you're going to want a first focal plane. The reason why you want a first focal plane is so that uh, regardless of your magnification range that you're at, your uh mill dot or moa reticle stays the same throughout so on three power you know what i read as 10 mils even if i magnify all the way to 27 power if that's my uh magnification range you know um 15 mils is the same uh however for a second focal plane um at four power to 12 power that reticle stays the same size and you have to essentially do the math on the fly if you're um using the reticle as a measurement tool unless you stay on that uh prescribed uh magnification range that the reticle was etched for um then next thing you know is, is features right so i run a collis uh, k624i optic um and the parallax is on top versus on the left side and i have a left-sided winch uh, the reason why i like a left side winch windage is because as a right-handed shooter i can see where my wind is at all times uh, coming from my background, uh, I was taught to dial uh, for winds. Um, so I do a little bit of both depending on how much time I have or how windy it is. So sometimes I'll dial the initial wind call and hold, and then hold from there if I need to um, or leave it on zero. But uh, And then uh, 
you know, um, magnification range. That's a huge thing. A lot of people, um, and that's, that's one thing is when a precision rifle shooter or just someone shooting in long range in general, they always think, you know, the, the higher magnification, the better. Um, and that's definitely not true. Uh, I, I admit I was, uh, I thought of that mistake as well a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and really, especially this uh, last week when I was teaching, um, you know, newer shooters that had just got on the long range platform for the uh, first time, uh, you know, that max magnification setting, that's their comfort zone, right? That's because they're able to enhance that image and it's awesome. But when you remember, when you magnify, right, your reticle to the max power, you also magnify every error that you see in your body position, right? So, you know, what happens is, you know, that little bit of movement that you get from your heartbeat or, you know, your breathing, you see, or, you know, your sympathetic movement in your hand and your grip, like you see everything at, let's say, 25 power. It's a 5 to 25. Um, so, um, honestly, the only time I ever go max power on my optics is um, if I don't have a spotter uh, and I want to see what the at 100 yards, uh, what my groups look like because uh, I'm too lazy to walk down range or the range doesn't allow me to walk down range because of um, it's a public range or whatever. So right. only time I ever go to max uh, magnification other than that, I'm usually sitting at 10 to 12 power because for this type of application, I like my field of view a lot wider um, because if my field of view is a lot wider, it helps me look for targets a lot better and acquire targets a lot better. Um, you know, and when I find my targets faster, I can spend more time uh, on stages building my position than, than looking for targets, which is a whole, again, an all, a whole other class in itself, target acquisition. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of my weakest points for sure. Okay, so scope, bipod, bags, two more. What are two more must-haves? Uh, so, uh, uh, two more must-haves, uh, is a, uh, a ballistic solver, um, whether it be an application on your phone. Um, you know, there's a lot of great, uh, solvers out there. Uh, I've, I, I download, I've downloaded at, at, at least, you know, 75% of the ones that are commonly used. Um, again, from an instructor standpoint, I just want to be able to, uh, you know, tell the benefits of the pros and cons of, of which one and see you know, how my dopes line up. Um, and, you know, I, I uh, use the Kestrel. Uh, the Kestrel is something that uh, the Marine Corps had. Um, and, uh, you know, once I got used to it, and, um, and it, it's a great little system, you know, to be able to tell you your wind um, off the bat. Um, as Speaking well as of Kestrels, I'm going to bring yours back. I still have it at my house. I apologize. Yeah, no worries. Uh, the, atmos uh, the atmospherics and stuff like that. But uh, on your phone, I mean, uh, you know, if you, so if you can get a Kestrel, I would, I would definitely invest into a Kestrel. Uh, if not, if that's way out of your budget range, I'd definitely invest into uh, 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 an application on your phone, such as uh, Geoballistics or Ballistic Arc, uh, Hornady uh, Ford Off Solver. Um, you've got Shooter, uh, Ballistic AE. I mean, um, there's nothing wrong with those. Uh, those programs um it's you know because at the end of the day there you want to make sure that you're putting in the right information um into those solvers so that you're getting the correct solution because garbage you know uh garbage in is garbage out right um so um and and no matter what you know whatever 
ballistic solver that I'm using, um, I'm always going to validate my trajectory by going out and shooting it because no matter what, your hard data never lies, right? Right. Um, and as a as a precision rifle shooter and competitor, you know our application, our standard is all right. I want to be able to hold at a thousand yards because that right now I think a thousand yards is where most you know rifle matches go to. You know I want to be able to uh, achieve a point aim point aim point of impact at a 10 inch plate which is you know your one minute of angle at a thousand so um so that's ballistic uh solver ballistic application and number five um you know it, it would have to be uh it would have to be a muzzle break um that's if they don't have a muzzle break on their on their rifle already uh you know um what a, a muzzle break does is just helps with that recoil uh, management and mitigation right because uh you know in order for you to uh stay on target uh, a lot better especially once you start building your fundamentals um the muzzle brake helps out a lot uh obviously it's a lot louder um but uh the uh the the pros of a, of a muzzle brake uh definitely outweighs the cons of a muzzle brake uh, in the sense that uh, when you're just getting a long range yeah it's good to you know get recoil and, and feel recoil uh, because once you learn how to tame a 308 without a muzzle brake everything below that is a lot easier right um, but uh, you know starting off with a muzzle brake is you know I, I don't see a problem with it as a uh, as a new shooter awesome awesome well I've taken up a, a quite a bit of your time this morning I appreciate you uh setting this block out for us to chat before we get to get, you know, hang out in Utah. Um, anything else you want to say to our listeners? Otherwise let's wrap it up and I'll see you at the end of the week, brother. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I just like to, you know, uh, thank, uh, everyone that's been listening, uh, you know, the last 40 minutes of me going down rabbit holes. Um, <laughs> Just because you know I'm very passionate about this sport uh, and this uh, you know application. I mean, at, at one point this uh, the the sport is, is essentially the uh, lifestyle that I kind of uh, uh, created my life around. Right? It, it it became you know in the Marine Corps we called it uh, you know being a sniper isn't a isn't a job it's a lifestyle. Um, so now um, I I feel the same way in regards to because it's what I do, right, for a living. It's, I teach people how to shoot long range, so. Uh, and I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm pushing the utmost correct information out there uh, that I can to help that newer shooter, to help grow the sport, right? Right. Um, uh, because you can only do so much by reading online uh, and reading forums. Um, and, and what's cool is, uh, actually I read this the other day, it's, I thought it was uh, super neat, but, um, Newer students learn by learn through structure, and advanced students learn through exploration. Um, so, for that newer shooter out there, um, like you said, going back into you know an earlier question is, hey, I'm, I want to get in a long range. Um, uh, I highly suggest before you start uh, chasing the hype, uh, look for a credible instructor to uh, uh, get you you know in the in the solid foundation of long range shooting. Um, because once you figure out the, you know, foundation of your long range shooting skills and you, uh, get really good at the basics, um, there's no need to chase the hype. 
uh, you can do well with uh, whatever platform that you have. Because at the end of the day, it's not the uh, it's not the hammer; it's the way you swing it. So, right. but uh, that's all I got. Thanks for your time, Travis. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Saturday. Yeah, likewise. It'll be good to see you again, bro. It's been a while. We'll uh, catch up, have some fun, get into a little bit of trouble, and uh, settle Hopefully on. Some little... karaoke. Hopefully, see some sing some karaoke. <laughs> I'll I'll jump up there as a duet with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, it, it's been a pleasure, bro. I know it's a Monday, so you got to get going. Um, and again, I look forward to seeing you this weekend. I appreciate your time, and we'll definitely get back on the show and talk a little bit more here about uh, some specific attributes and, and uh, things to learn. Yep, absolutely. All right, brother. I All appreciate right. it. Thanks, Take Travis. care. You have a great yep. one. Yep. Bye. Take care. Hey, guys, keep your face on the gun. Don't forget. <laughs>